1: tonight. We have an amazing Rambai you, know, you come. Of, of the Noble House Assembly. Hallelujah. Everybody was here last year. How did it go last year? Yeah. You know, every day gets better. Every year gets better. So t- tonight is a better night. Hallelujah. Are you ready tonight? So with joy in your hearts, rejoice with me and welcome Reverend Day to lead us, you know, next time.
2: Hallelujah. It's a joy to be here tonight with you. You guys have grown. Wow. And you guys are doing great. I came here. I saw the atmosphere. It's ready. It's sets. And I, that's why I said I can see growth. I can see increase. Glory to God. And I'm excited because God is creating local assemblies like this all over the land. Where there's true worship, true flow of the Spirit, Christ exalted and glorified in many hearts, sins, walking, you know that God has been available to them in Christ Jesus. It's going to get better. 2023 is going to be better. Hallelujah. Praise God forevermore. Let's have our seat tonight. I'm going to be sharing some thoughts with us from God's word. Since we have some time, I'm going to spend some time to teach and then uh my intention is to teach but then again if a man walks you take his tool in god's word he will encounter the spirit (laughs) if you stay true to the truth of god's word he will encounter the spirit so a lot of times this teaching and demonstrations i will eventually see and there's a point in time when understanding which is a critical mass in the acts of the people, and they're just explosions of God's power and glory all around. Hallelujah. The things of the Spirit are not magic. They can be taught. They can be explained. They can be practiced. In the first Corinthians 12, look at first Corinthians 12. We're looking at the supply of the Spirit. First Corinthians 12. I know I'm going to teach some things pastor has taught us, and I'm just going to say some of those things again as a refresher and as a reminder, because you and I are to desire the sincerity of God's word so that we, it never gets old. The truth is always fresh. Hallelujah. So now concerning spiritual gifts, burden, I would not have you ignorant. Now concerning things of the spirit, the word spiritual there means things that pertain to the spirit. it says, I would not have you ignorant. So what was Paul's response to that in verse 3? Wherefore, I give you to understand. So what we want to do today and tomorrow is to give you an understanding that will increase your faith walk, that will enable your yielding to the things of the Spirit more, not just in church, but in your personal, everyday life. You're not a Christian because you're in church. You're a Christian both in and outside church. You are a realm of the Spirit. You are a realm of the Spirit. Every believer is a realm of the Spirit. And so there is a consciousness and an understanding that you gain that makes you look beyond what can be seen until your focus is fully centered on what is not seen, which is where our liberty and our victory is. Hallelujah. So, this is what I want to do is to give you, another, I want to give you to understand when it comes to things of the spirit so that as I give you to understand, you are able to flow more, to enjoy more, and to walk more in the fullness of what God has given to us in Christ Jesus. Second Corinthians and chapter 13. What we commonly call Grace. Okay. Somebody, let's share the grace in fellowship. This is where they got it from. Uh, incidentally, the person that wrote it didn't call it that, but then we called it that eventually. so let us share the grace in fellowship. <laughs> Look at what Paul said. Second reading, 13 verse 14. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. Actually, the word be is alisai. if we're using a good King James. So what it really says is this. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost with you all. Amen. With you all. It's not a prayer, it's a statement of fact. It says, The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Ghost with you all. What is he talking about? One of the rules of Bible interpretation is to look at the words that are used to connect the thoughts together, whether it's a conjunction or an explanation. So when it says, The grace of our Lord Jesus, and the love of God, the word there in the Greek is the word kai. It doesn't join two thoughts. It explains the previous thoughts. So when it says the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, which is the love of God, I mean the supply of the Spirit. So the grace of the Lord Jesus, it's God's love in expression, evidenced by the supply of the Spirit. Can you see it now? It's not talking about three different things. It's talking about the reality. So there is a grace, God's free gift which is an expression of God's love for you, which is evidenced by the supply of the Spirit. So, notice the supply of the Spirit, therefore, can be called the grace of Jesus Christ. It can be called the love of God. How does a believer know he or she is loved? It's not by the way you feel part time. It's by the Spirit that has been supplied to you. The Spirit supplied in the resurrection of Jesus is how you understand God's love for you. So when it says the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, which is the love of God, this is the supply of the spirit. The word communion and the word supply are one and the same. That means the way God's grace was communicated to you as an expression of his love was that he supplied spirit. So you can say the fruit of redemption is the supply of the spirit or the spirit supplied. Who supplied the spirit? Jesus when he rose from the dead. And the Bible calls that the grace of God, which is also what the love of God. Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5. And verse 5. See what it says. It says, An hope make it not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. Notice, an hope make it not ashamed. Remember that when the epistles were written, there were no epistles then. So the material from which Paul was teaching was called the Holy Scriptures, Genesis to Malachi. So Paul is interpreting, when he uses the word hope there, he's speaking with the mindset of the Holy Scriptures. That which was a promise, which was hope, came to pass, or it did not make ashamed. Let me put it this way. Hope there was what was promised coming to pass. Because what was promised has now been fulfilled, that hope did not bring shame, or the hope did not fail to produce. I hope you understand that. So when it says hope make it not shame, the hope he's talking about is the hope that was promised through redemption, which has now been evidenced by the love of God shed abroad in our heart, I mean the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Remember what I said before? I came to give you to understand, so you can move up a bit more. So notice, the love of God shed abroad in my heart, It's not an emotion, though it can produce emotions. A love of God shed abroad in my heart is the Holy Ghost in my heart. Hallelujah. If more Christians will understand this, there will be less committing of suicides. Because suicide has a lot to do with the way your mentality or what your mind is focused on. But there are spiritual realities and natural realities. Hope this hope does not disappoint, and the proof the hope did not fail is that the love of God has been shed abroad in the hearts. By the Holy Ghost or the Holy Ghost in your heart is God's love present in your heart today. He's saying the same thing he said in 2 Corinthians 13, 14. When he said, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, this is the love of God, which is also called the supply of the Spirit. So in this union, there was a supply made. Who made the supply? Jesus made that supply. You are the recipient, he's the supplier. Glory to God. You are the recipient, he's the supplier. So the proof, therefore... That you are a son of God is a supply that you have received. So in this relationship, in this fellowship, a supply was given that keeps you in good standing with God forever. That is the spirit. That's what he's talking about. Because that's important. Because the spirit that was given to you does not come and go. He's an eternal resident. He abides with you forever. John chapter 14, verse 16. Remember Jesus' teaching? Too so many times, when it comes to flowing the things of the Spirit, no believer needs more faith. No believer needs more spirit. Though some believers need more spirit in expression. Because you don't have a quarter spirit. You don't have the spirit in measure. You have the whole spirit within you. Hallelujah. You Hallelujah. But then what you may not have is an understanding. Of how to function with the Spirit or how to yield to the Spirit. So it's not more Spirit you need, neither do you need more faith. No. The faith of Christ is faith that you have. Philemon 6, has only one chapter, says that the communication of your faith will become what? Effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing, which is where? In you, in Christ Jesus. In you, as a result of your union with Christ Jesus. So your faith, the faith that was given to you in Christ Jesus, is not just faith in christ it is a faith of christ let me say it again there is faith in christ there is faith of christ galatians 2 20 there is a faith of christ The life i now live i live not in the flesh but by the son of god who loved me and died for me i live by the faith of not faith in so the faith of christ can take hold of anything in the spirit it's a faith of christ so the only thing i need to have to that faith is acknowledging every good thing. What are those good things? What God has already provided, made available through the teaching of God's word. So when we come to a believer, when it comes to functioning things of the spirit, if I can give you an understanding, that's my gift to you. you know, and that understanding will simply make you take hold of more of what is already yours. When you're taking hold of more, yes, most people interpret it that God is giving more. No, grace and peace is being multiplied through knowledge. So it's not God giving you more. It is you are taking more of what has always been yours. That's the difference. I was in a church yesterday. um, Somewhere in the city. And all I thought for like an hour was how by grace they are saved through faith. And the faith is not even of yourself. It is the gift of God. So nothing even essentially came from you. (laughs) You are just a recipient and a benefactor. If by grace means it is God's permanent disposition of goodness. God is not good because you are good. God is just good because he is good. God is good because he cannot help being good. Goodness is his nature. It's his definition of goodness. So the greatest revelation of God under the Old Testament, for instance, that for the Lord is good and is mercy and dears. So they kept chanting it because inside every chant there's a revelation. For the Lord is good and is mercy endures. So in case you're about to forget because you're facing difficulty, for the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. Our strength, for the Lord is good and his mercy endures. School fees, for the Lord is good and his mercy and your persistent health issues, for the Lord is good and his mercy. What are you doing? Because his disposition never changes. I am the Lord God. I change not. How do you change not? I can't stop being good. I can't help being good. I'm always good. Not because you are good, but because I can not help it i'm a fanatical giver because i'm a good god and then people started getting healed what was the issue there was a blocking in the mind that stopped them from receiving the grace of god once they were taught and they sought grace and the blockage was removed if i remember a young man he stood in front of me i didn't touch him he was healed, and he didn't know and he checked we not find it he kept checking he kept jumping to be sure it's not there he sat in the chair was still looking in unbelief he couldn't believe the thing was gone he was just wondering, no, not like that. How can he go? Where did he go? I said, Stop looking for it. <laughs> Give God praise. For the Lord is good and his mercy and yours forever. For the Lord is good and his mercy. Your experiences can lie, but the Lord is good and his mercy and yours forever. Hallelujah. That is how the fountain of the Spirit opens up. Because the testimony of Christ upon your lips is a key that unlocks the things of the Spirit. You can't say that 20, 21 times. And your mouth will not be overtaken by tongues, because the spirit will be a witness that what you are saying is true. Okay, the spirit will be a witness that what you are saying is true. It will be a witness that what you are saying is true. Are you with me tonight? Okay, so we're building up, isn't it? All right, John, chapter fourteen. I don't want to jump. I'll take my time. If we jump, I won't come back to teach him. I've learned that by experience, and I need to lay a good foundation so that when we begin to flow, today, tomorrow, a lot of things will become The noise in your head that makes thinking straight difficult. Oh, how quickly it will evaporate if you take your stand. Take your stand and say, no, no, I do not hear voices. I hear the voice of the master. I do not hear the voice of the stranger. The master's voice is clear in my heart. He has given me clarity. He has not given me spirit of fear, but of power of love. I have a sound mind. And the enemy will pack his bags and run and never return. And you will be free and free once and for all. All oh, that's for someone. Receiptives for yours. Okay, so. oh. Your mom will not die. Uh uh-uh, uh, uh uh. I'm working on her case. I'm working on her case. Don't be concerned. Don't even bring it up in thought life. Don't let it ground you. Don't let it give you worry. The thought has been coming recently that she may just pass on because of the condition, but she will leave. She will not die. Amen. That's what the Spirit of God says to tell you. I don't know who you are, but as we're going on, I'll probably ask you to stand up and come forward and I'll minister to her through you. But the Spirit of God says she will not die. Amen. She will leave. She will be well. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. All right, so John chapter 14, verse 16. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive. Why? He said, Because he seeth him not in that him, but you know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be where? in you notice i will pray the father now again jesus is doing a series of teachings in that teaching in verse one he has already said you believe in god believe also in me in other words i am the fulfillment of everything you have ever believed about god you believe in god believe also in me or understand i am the fulfillment of every promise that god has ever made so you cannot say you believe in god without believing in me because he that has seen me has seen the father are you seeing now? So when Jesus was teaching, this is the context in which he was teaching, in my father's house, he's talking about a promise from the Holy Scriptures. In my father's house, he's simply interpreting what Moses had tried to say, that David had tried to say, but he's now saying it because this is not reported speech, he is God in the flesh. So while the other prophets will say it, okay, in types and shadows, because they understood partially. He, the fulfillment of the promise, understands very clearly. So you now say, in my father's house, there are many mansions. And of course, a lot of thoughts can be lost to us because of translators. Hence, we use the texts of the scripture. We use the Greek original to interpret what he's trying to say. Because remember, this is not a Western book. It's a Jewish book. It's an Eastern book. So there are concepts in the words that were spoken that you need to understand. In my father's house, there are many mansions. That's not grammatically correct until you understand what a mansion is a mansion means a place of dwelling where you stay to continue your activities so in my father's house a better word is what household family there are many or the father has plans to have many sons that's what Jesus trying to say he's saying from what moses had already said this is what moses was trying to say the father has plans to have many sons as members of his family that's what he means by mansion because to be a son means for the father to dwell in you permanently so in my father's house there are many mansions He says if you were not so I would have told you I go to prepare a place for you if I go and prepare a place for you I will come again notice I will receive you to myself so that where I am there you may be also so Jesus is saying I go to prepare why are you preparing in my father's house there are many mansions what does that mean the plan of the father is to father sons just like Jesus is a son I am the one that will fulfill the father's plans by making other sons as I am a son. Hallelujah. So there are many mansions means there are spaces to dwell. Now, let me say it this way: way: It is not necessarily you just dwelling the father. It is you becoming a place for the father to dwell. I go to prepare a place. Listen carefully to what I'm about to say. If I'm going to prepare a place and I'm going to make you a mansion which is the father's house, and I go to prepare a place, will the preparation be external or internal? Thank you. So the word prepare there means to prepare somebody internally. You know, I was to come into an individual and make room for the father in you. But because it's written in Western language, here's what people think. There is a physical mansion somewhere. Bulldozers are working there. They've cleared land. And they are putting together your building. You have physical building already. If it's your heavenly father and his spirit, whatever is building can't be physical. His spirit. So the language of God is this In my father's house, there are many. In the father's household, as I am a son, there's room for others to become son. There's a process of becoming son that I came to accomplish. I will accomplish it by preparing a place. But the preparation will be in you i'll prepare you to be a dwelling place of the father in natural fatherhood you recognize dna isn't it so you say this is this person's son because this person's dna is in him but the difference between spiritual fatherhood and natural fatherhood is that in natural fatherhood you can give birth to a child and be apart from that child the child lives apart from you just like your own father lives apart from you but in spiritual fatherhood God fathers you. Not just by putting DNA in you. He is the one who is in you to father you. His presence in you is called fatherhood. So he doesn't, he doesn't make you a son and stands apart. No. He lives in you to make you a son. That's the difference. Hallelujah. If I go and be please I will come again. And as I was talking about this death, burial, and resurrection, I will come again and receive you to myself. So that where I am, Uh, Jesus where are you the father that dwells in me is the one doing the works where you are is the father we also will dwell in you as the father does what dwells in me so you say love coming and going I will go I will come I will come again I will go I will go come (laughs) are you going or coming it is both I am going to come African African English I am going in order to come or in my going is actually a coming so when I tell you I'm going, don't say departure, see an arrival. Yeah. So when now go to verse 16, we just read, and I will pray the Father. Remember you are thinking as an Eastern and not an English person. Because if you're thinking in English, I will pray the Father, you would think he will kneel down to pray. No. The word pray there means I will do something that will place a demand on the Father to accomplish what he has always wanted to do. So I will pray the Father is the same thing as I will go and prepare a place. How will you prepare? I will go via the cross. I will pay the price for sins. I will rise up the third day. And in my resurrection, I will be able to enter time to you. In entering to you, I have prepared you as a mansion for the Father to dwell in. Glory to God. So look at it this way. I will pray the Father and he shall give you another comforter, another of the same kind. I have been with you physically, I will not be in you spiritually. How will I be in you? By the spirit that will now dwell in you. It says, I will pray the Father, he shall give you another comforter. How? That he may abide with you forever. Forever language. In Jesus' teaching, is not first of all a function of eternity. It's a function of oneness. That he may be with you forever simply means you will be joined to him in an inseparable fashion. So when you hear forever, forever is the language of eternity, which means that once he comes in, there is no going out. Because you will not be identified based on the Father dwelling in you. So when we address the believer, listen carefully, we don't address you based on the physical look or your physical conduct. We address you, are you in the spirit or you are not in the spirit? If any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of us. If a man has the spirit of Christ, though he not hacking that way, if you have the spirit of Christ, you are in the spirit. You may not know you are in the spirit, but it doesn't mean that you are in the spirit. So, how do you get in the spirit by the spirit being in you? How does the spirit get in you by you believing in Jesus Christ? By believing in Jesus, he has put the spirit within you, or he has made you a mansion for the fathers. Hallelujah. Let me say it again. Are you in the spirit? Are you in the spirit? Yes, is the spirit in you? Yes, are you functioning in the spirit? Yes, so, is your functioning a function of how you feel or the reality of the spirit? Okay, so, you see Romans 8, 9, I say, but you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If it's so that the spirit of Christ dwells in you. So the spirit of Christ dwelling in you is your status of being in spirit. Being in spirit is not being in a spooky environment. It's not being spooky. It's not ja, 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 ja. No. It's not shaking of head. It's not closeness. <gasps> you know, when I got saved, I'm so happy that... <laughs> They are not exposed to such. The examples you see in front of you are the examples you will follow. So, and out of like 11 of us, ladies have always been very, very zealous about things of God. I love women. They are always zealous about things of God. The first person to see Jesus after He rose was a woman. Even before Peter saw him, Mary saw him. And Mary was the first person to preach resurrection. He went to go and tell them, I have seen the Lord, This reason. Why do you think Jesus appeared to people like that, to Mary? So that the status of women can change. Let's leave that one. Because women, I hope you know in the days of Jesus, women's testimony was not accepted in God. They were second class citizens. Jesus came to change that status quo. So it deliberately appeared to a woman first. To show you that in Christ, there's neither male nor female. We're equal in Christ. There's no female spirit. It's one spirit. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I know this. When I hear people say that they cannot sit under a female pastor, you can't sit under Christ. That's what you're saying. There's no female spirit. It's one spirit. The spirit I walk in a man to minister is that work in a woman to minister. Yeah. Hallelujah. Once you have the spirit, you have the spirit. Yeah. The spirit equips you to minister. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The pastoral office is neither male or female. It's an office. Praise God. Hallelujah. I know why I'm saying that. Don't worry. <laughs> All right. So where were we now? Who knows where we were? Yes, my story. Okay, so every story I'm giving to you makes sense. <laughs> so the examples we had. In the fellowship I belong to, them we will have vigil. We do three vigils. We do vigil to pray for the end of the motological meeting of that ministry. We then do another vigil to pray for. I forgot what we were Last vigil will not be for ourselves. So three vigils. So in that vigil that we're going to pray for ourselves, we always get to a point where we start prophesying, and you will act in the spirit like those were examples before you. So the ladies that will prophesy there, there's the way they start their prophesying. It's always with a high-pitched scream. <gasps> So you feel like you are not spiritual if you are not doing <laughs> how can you just stand like this and just start speaking? I uh, uh no, brother, brother, you can't have to. that's not the spirit of God. You are not even shaking. How can that be God? You must shake. The shaking is part of the process. Uh-huh. And then you're not talking like see something holy is happening. You know, they ask me like, how can you know that spirit is really on point? Like, like is like that like you don't want to talk, but spirit just making it <gasps> It took a while for me to be delivered from that kind of because now you are not even feeling that way, but you also come. <laughs> that's the bad part. You are not even feeling you are just like, that's everybody who is spiritual. This is how they do it. <laughs> so, a lot of times, the examples before you are the ones you follow when it comes to things of the spirit. So, the example before you is very important because when people now come to you and they are talking to you casually and they are giving you a message, if you are too used to be shaking. <sighs> that's it, that's it, that's it, that's it. My people, my people, my God doesn't talk like that. He is man that talks like that. God doesn't have to say three times. My daughter, my daughter, my daughter. Brother gives the best talk. <laughs> you are the one who is talking like that. That's not how my father talks. He doesn't need to say three times. Whatever you want to say, just say. <laughs> so the example that was said before was such that you will find yourself copying the example. So the right examples really matter. Because the people you see before you demonstrating the spirit, they will set the pace for how you yield to the spirit. And that's why when you are having teaching, you have demonstrations and people you can see walk in the things of the spirit so you can know how do I express the same. Notice, I will pray the Father, he will give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever, even the spirit of this reality. What reality? The reality of that union. Where I am, there you may be also so to prove your where jesus is he gave you his spirit not a second class spirit his own spirit to prove you are where he is you are risen with him you are seated with him he gave you his spirit he is the spirit of that reality so whatever that spirit gives you is a function of that reality hallelujah so i'm a son because i'm a son the abilities present within me their faculties open within me because i'm a son and as a son, I'm seated on high. Even though I don't feel like I'm on high, it's beyond feeling. I have the spirit of that reality living in me now. Glory to God. Then Jesus said something in verse 20 or that John 14. In that day you will know. That word means you will gradually come to realize I'm in the father, and the father is in me, and I am in you. What kind of equation is that? Is that quadratic? Oh, sorry. Balance balance equation. What can I do? You will come to know that I am the Father, and the Father is in me, and I. See, I am in my Father, you are in me, and what? I. That is an inseparable union. That's what it means. So, what is he explaining? I'll pray the Father, he will give you another comforter. Who is that comforter? The spirit of this reality. What reality? That I am in my Father, you are in me. Guess what? I am in you. What is he saying? Where I am. Where I am. Where I am. Imagine Jesus saying that,
0: oh,
2: ah, how can I get a psalm today? How? <laughs> where you are is where psalm is. Where you are is where vision is. He gave you a supply of the spirit. He supplied you with spirit. In his resurrection, you can point to the singular thing that he did. If you want to write it up, you can say, Jesus gave me spirit. And the spirit is the embodiment of all he accomplished in the resurrection. He gave me spirit. That means spirit is enough. Spirit is enough. That's what he means. Then chapter 16, he continues the teaching from verse 7. It is expedient for you that I go away. If I go not away, the reality would manifest. I'm saying it in contemporary language. Now it says the comforter will come. And then people came up with a replacement theology. The spirit can't come. If Jesus doesn't go, the two of them can't exist side by side. No. If I go not away. If I don't go and prepare a place. That's what he's saying. He has already said I will go and prepare a place. If I don't go and prepare a place, the comforter will not come. It's the expedient for you or it's your advantage that I go away. In other words, in going away is not a departure, it's an arrival. Because in going away, I will come to you as a comforter. In coming to you as a comforter, I will come and make you a son. So it's your advantage that I go or it's your advantage that you become sons. Hallelujah. It's your so advantage that you become sons. That's what it means. If I go not away, the comforter won't come. The comforter won't come simply means sonship won't be a reality. But sonship will be a reality if I go and pay the price. Paying the price is preparing you to be a dwelling place of the Father. If you understand, let me say your hand. Praise God now. So that is the background of everything that happened in the book of Acts so when you step into the book of acts now acts chapter 2 and verse 4 and they were all filled with the holy ghost and they began the first time ever in human history that men will initiate things in god first time ever notice what jesus told them in luke 24 49 he says carry ye in jerusalem until ye be endued with the spirit Again, remember what I said. At the Bible's An Istanbul, to tarry there means wait. Now, it's not saying wait until the Spirit comes. The Spirit is not going to come from anywhere, because at the time he was talking to them, they were already born again. They were already saved. They already have the Spirit. If you are born again, you have the Spirit. So you have the Spirit. So you have the Spirit. But here's the problem: they had the Spirit, but they didn't realize what it meant to have the Spirit. So he said, tarry. For instance, in Acts chapter 1 Jesus was teaching Imagine teaching for 40 days You are in Jesus' classes Seminars for 40 days The Bible doesn't tell us How long he taught for a day I can assure you It's not two hours He's the finest of teachers He's teaching these people for 40 days And at the tail end of the teaching He's about to go Commit church unto them Guess question they're asking Rabbi, awesome teaching Beautiful teaching, you are the best. We're so blessed. Mightily blessed. But when uh, will you at this time restore kingdom? Ah. ah. Everything we have been saying since kingdom. Davidic Kingdom. We, we have been teaching since. You know you feel discouraged that <laughs> after 40 days teaching. No wonder I say, oh, Tari, mm, Tari. Don't go out like this. <laughs> ah, you can't make it like this. Tari. You are still thinking kingdom. Fighting fiscal war. When he said, my kingdom is not of this world. That's it. He, said, he said, you need to tarry. So when they tarry, everything he taught them, the spirit was bringing to their attention. They began to understand, you will gradually realize, I'm in my father. My father is in me, and I'm in you. The day the realization becomes complete, when the day of Pentecost was fully come. They were all together, we one accord in one place. And suddenly they came a sound from heaven, as we were rushing my twin. He filled all the house where they were sitting. Here is the news. If you were there, they were not in the upper. They were in Solomon's porch. Solomon's porch is a section of the temple. Just one section of the temple. It's called Solomon's porch. They were seated there, 120 people. When the mom says he filled all the house, it didn't mean he filled the whole temple. The house it filled was those 120. Okay. Are you following me now? Stay. The house, because if you were near them and you were not saved, you won't hear any sound. You won't see any tongue of fire. Because the Bible says he filled all the house. A sound as of a rushing. There was no rushing wind. It's as of that figure of speech. It sounded that way. Where was it sounding? Outside or inside? Inside them. Let me say something else you may not realize. Where were they sitting? Physically in the temple in Solomon's porch. Where they were sitting spiritually? They were seated on eye. So on eye, there are things to hear. There are things to see. We're seated in this physical building now. But we're seated on high with Christ Jesus far above all principality and power. That's where we're seated right now. So on high is not a geographical location. It's a spiritual reality. So they needed to understand that they were seated on high and it took time for their mind to catch up. So Jesus said, Tiree, stay, don't move, pray, pray until the understanding settles in. The equivalent of Paul's prayer in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 16. I cease not to pray for you, making mention of you in my prayers. And the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you what? Spiritual wisdom, which is revelation in knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, you may know what is the hope of His calling. And what the riches of the glory of his inheritance were in the saints. So the inheritance is not in God, it's in the saints. Because God is in the saints. So let me say it this way what was the greatest challenge to discover to realize to acknowledge that god had changed the address that the god that so to speak they thought was living in the heavens the heaven is now in them so that's why a believer doesn't try to make heaven how many of you have tried to make your house before you try to make your house i hope i will to enter my house you are god's house I don't understand how a believer can see himself at the gate. They didn't let you in. Your father's house, there's a gate there for you. And there's a security guard. And you are the heir of the kingdom. Even the house belongs to you. And you have to pass through a gate to enter. No, you are inside the house. The gate is for those who are strangers. You are no longer strangers, but citizens of the household of God. No, no. That's what religion does with people's minds. I I was trying to enter the gates. They didn't let me. They didn't let who in. You you are not even one of those. David was saying, I will enter his house. No, no, you have entered. He made you his house. He came to live in you. He came to dwell in you. That's why we are careful about the songs we sing. No. I will not enter. He brought me him. And he made me his own. I'm his house now. I'm his eternal dwelling place now forever. Hallelujah. The reason why you have such dreams is because your mind is yet to be renewed. And Somebody asking, is your name in the book of life? Who told the book of life is a book? The book of life is a person. His name is Jesus. They check your name. What's your name? Tadiogidan. You, Gidon. And then <laughs> two thousand people get up. You are in soup. <laughs> when you are thinking canali, you are thinking canali. I see. So you should listen, you see Your father, your natural father named you Tadio You think that's the name your heavenly father calls you? You think so? Now are we the sons of God. Glory to God. What does he call you? Son. What does he call you? Son. No, 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 no. You are in Christ Jesus. You are in the book of life. You know, it's very funny how we just take spiritual things and just. So they are checking the book for your name. Checking for your name. When you are one with Christ, when where he is is where you are. It's just understanding it. so all those kind of visions and dreams are a function of an all-renewed mind. I don't know why they always see Peter at the gate. Apostle Peter doesn't have any other work except to be at the gates. I don't know, so it's funny. Why do you need a gate to enter your father's house when he has made you his abode, his dwelling place forever? Hallelujah! That's what Jesus said. So, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all together one accord on instruction. What was instruction? Tarry until you be endued, tarry until you be endued remember he has given you a supply of the spirit but you are to tarry until you be clothed upon that is an activity that speaks about your participation the activity of the supply God's action the activity of being filled man's action the activity of supply God's action the activity of being filled man's action so God ministers the supply you express the supply so they were all together with one place Verse 4, and they were on free with the Holy Ghost and they began. Oh, that phrase is a blessed phrase. And they began. Someone is how they begin? How do you start speaking in tongues? It's like something is before you. You are laying hold and you are taking it gradually as it's sinking into you consciously. So you are starting because you are gradually realizing this belongs to me and I can start whenever I'm ready. When do you get ready when your understanding is fruitful? So I now begin that I am not waiting for the Spirit to speak with tongues. Why? The Spirit does not speak with tongues. The Spirit gives utterance, you speak with tongues. The Spirit gives utterance again doesn't mean after the Spirit gives me, I will speak. Uh uh-uh. uh, you are putting the card before the horse. Mm-mm. The Spirit is not going to give you utterance because the Spirit is present as utterance. So, the bond is you're caught after the supply of the Spirit has been given to you in Christ Jesus. The bond here is this. You realize the Spirit has given utterance, then you begin. You begin. You start. Then, for every step you move, you see that utterance has always been waiting. Glory to God. You know what I just said now is a singular reason why a lot of people don't get filled with the Spirit, with everything i speaking. It's not working. It's not coming out. What's oh, not coming out? How is it meant to come out? You know what they are doing? They are waiting for the spirit to move them out. No, no, that's not the Holy Ghost. <laughs> that's not how He does. He has supplied. You realize He has supplied. You cooperate by what you start. What means that mean? you begin? That means you are acknowledging a reality you can't see. And the minute you begin, what you couldn't feel, you start feeling. Yes. Have you noticed that? Yes. So it's as this: it's there. You can feel. You can sense it. Thank God for those of us who had the sensation. The day we were filled with spirit. But a lot of people didn't have any sensation. They just started by faith. Then when they started, the sensation came alongside. That's far better. Because now you are acting not on sensory evidence, but based on the word of God. You are working by faith. You know what? Whatever you receive that way, you can keep. Whatever you receive by sensation, you cannot keep. Because you are trusting God for another sensation. So you are waiting for when next will it come? You know what? You are living by the flesh and not by the spirit. But to live by faith means you started that way, you continue that way. I know now how it works. If I begin, the flow starts. So I'm the starter of the flow. I'm the starter of the flow. It's not up to the spirit, it's up to me. I'm the one that starts the activity of the spirit. Glory to God. I begin. Say, I begin. Say, I begin. Say, I can begin anytime. I can begin anywhere. Glory to God. So the teaching of the world. Look at Acts chapter two. Acts chapter two. I'm going to back. I've been quoting from Acts chapter two since, but I'm just going to backtrack a little bit. Look at verse forty-two. Make what the Bible says. And they continued steadfastly. Those who were saved, they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. I want fellowship. In breaking of bread and in prayers. Notice, those who were saved that day were 3,000 people. They continue means they are both in the apostles' doctrine. Now what doctrine means, the apostles' manner of explanation. So there was a way the apostles explained scriptures. They received that explanation style from Jesus. How Jesus interpreted scriptures. So notice, the people that got saved on that day, they continued. In the teaching of the apostles or the way they explain scriptures, so how did they explain scriptures when the day of Pentecost was fully come? They were all together in one place. There came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind. He filled the sun filled all the house where they were sitting, and they appeared unto on the 120 cloven tongues. That's this vision started on that day of Pentecost, and all 120 saw the same vision, heard the same sound. They were seated on high, even though they were physically in the temple. But there were other people in the other section of the temple who couldn't hear or see what they were saying. Now, notice again what happened next. Then, and they began. They were filled, and they began. They were filled, and they began. Then, after they were doing that from 6 a.m. in the morning to about 9 a.m., people gathered together. And some said, these people are drunk with new wine. So, the question is this. If I see you speaking... And the language you are speaking, I don't understand. Will I conclude you are drunk? Or I'll say you are unintelligible. I can't understand you. So that means between the time they started tongues and the time there was an audience, other activities were added. So between 6 a.m. and 9 a.m., from speaking tongues, they entered into interpretation. Understanding was enriched. Joy burst out. So when people were gathered together, somewhere, Mr. Moistone, what meant this? Look at verse 14. Look at the apostles. Talk. Look at Peter's way of explaining. Verse 14. But Peter standing up with 11, this is instructive. To stand up means they were still seated. Okay. Can we have the flow of the spirit sitting? Yes. Was there a flow that day? Yes. Were they seated? Yes. Were well, some must have been on the floor. Yes, because they won't conclude you are drunk except you are showing signs of drunkenness. You <laughs> must have been like,
0: Master
2: Brother, take it easy. I hope everything is fine. Everything is fine. <laughs> Brother, <Caleb. laughs> Jesus is Lord.
0: Yes!
2: Jesus is Lord. Oh, glory to God. Check time, nine a.m. Are the pubs open? This one diluted wine. Is it conk one. They have not even mixed this one, because and he's trying to explain. Sister <laughs> Mary, <amazing>, you too. <laughs> let me leave this people. Where's Brother Simon? He's rolling on the floor. Glory, 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 glory. This is Rachel. She's hopping on one leg in a corner doing choreography. <laughs> hey, 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 These are adults. <laughs> I don't understand. What kind of childish behavior is this? You are getting close to Peter. Peter tried his best to control the level of wine <clears throat> so he can talk to them. I'm not saying they're not drunk, only they're not drunk as you suppose. This is not the kind that comes from bottle, <laughs> this comes from heaven. This is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel: "It shall come to pass in the last days, and I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see what visions. What is Peter explaining? He's explaining a coon, a sticker, a loko, a What is he explaining? What people are seeing? What did you say? You say we are drunk." What is really taking place? This is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. It shall come to pass in the last days. That phrase, last days, means it shall come to pass at the end of time. Or in the time of fulfillment of the promise. I will pour out of my spirit. Peter heard a word that Joel didn't have in his original prophecy. He had the word out of. Joel said, I will pour out my spirit. Peter said, I will pour out of my spirit. And that means the spirit that will be poured out is now inside men. So when God is pouring out the spirit, he's pouring out through you. Oh, you didn't get that. What did the say? It shall come to pass. I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. When Peter was interpreting Joel's prophecy, he added that one word. I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. That means the spirit God will pour he is living inside the man. In other words, you are now God's reservoir of the spirit to be poured. Who will pour spirit? God said, I will pour. Who will prophesy? My sons and my daughters. Let me backtrack. Who will pour spirit? God. Who will prophesy? My sons and daughters. Next verse. And upon my servants and my handmaids in those days. Will I pour out my spirit? And they shall prophesy. Is servants and handies different from sons and daughters? No, they are one and the same. You call them your sons and daughters. When they start ministering, I call them my servants and handmaidens Hallelujah. Let me say it this way. You have the spirit. When you start expressing spirit, you have become servant and admitting. Because it means God is now pouring out spirit through you. So when Joel was saying, I will pour out my spirit, God was saying, they will start prophesying. When you see them prophesying, it is spirit being poured out. So pouring out spirit is the activity of men inside God. Pouring out spirit is men acting on God's activity within what is the spirit, the activity of God inside a man? What is pouring out? Men responded to that activity by yielding to it in prophecy. And guess what happened? One twenty prophesied. So you cannot come and tell me that you are exempted from those that will prophesy. Since he said, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and daughters. Are you a son? Are you a daughter? They shall. Shall is the strongest affirmation. They shall prophesy. So remember where we started from. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ which is the love of God, and the supply of the Holy Spirit. That word, only, listen carefully to what it means. The word, only, means particular for a purpose. Only means set for a purpose. Say, I have the Holy Spirit. I have the Spirit, and the Spirit is in me for a particular purpose. So the Spirit in me is particular to tongues. It's particular to prophecy. Is particular to visions. Visions are in me by the spirit. Prophecies in me by the spirit. Interpretation is me by the spirit. Word of knowledge is in me by the spirit. I'm not looking for word of knowledge is in me by the spirit. Because the spirit in me is particular to word of knowledge. It's particular to word of wisdom. You must understand that. He says, I will pour out my spirit. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. In other words, as they prophesy, visions will unfold. So why haven't you seen visions frequently? No, wrong question. Why haven't you prophesied? if you had prophesied you would have seen more visions because in what you will say are the things you are meant to see what do i do then i encourage you to speak if you want to see yes often sometimes you will see and then speak but more importantly what is given to every believer is that as you speak you will see For there's what to see in what you say so what did god promise he said you shall prophesy the word shall does not leave room for doubt it is after the work i will do By giving you my spirit, the spirit I will give you is particular to prophecy, is particular to visions, is particular to all the things of the spirit. In fact, it's particular to rejoicing. I know as Jesus was teaching them, because they continue the apostles' doctrine, their manner of explaining scriptures. And who was their teacher? Jesus was their teacher. So Jesus must have taken them because in the day, in that day, that is Judah's prophecy, it shall come to pass. I will pour out my spirit. So, in other words, when the believers were speaking in tongues and interpreting on the day of Pentecost, God was fulfilling Jewish prophecy. God was pouring out spirit. Hallelujah. How many of us are filled with the spirit? Okay. We'll cover that tomorrow. You're not filled with the spirit. I taught you last year. You have forgotten. How many of you have the spirit? Okay. Okay. Now, there is no believer that doesn't have spirit. So I, I tricked you, actually, I tricked you. It was a trick question. Every believer has spirit. But I tricked you, I said, how many of you are filled with spirit? You are not, you don't say, I'm filled, by keeping mum, I'm looking straight. We, we, we are the ones who will say, you are filled. Notice that they didn't tell people, that we are drunk, or no, they came and said, people are drunk. So being filled is an activity men can see. Okay, let me give you another illustration. In Acts chapter 6, when there was murmuring about food distribution, the apostle said, We can't leave the word of God and be serving tables. They were talking to at least 5,000 church members, 8,000 or so. He said, Now, look here among you, seven men of honest report, full of wisdom and of the Holy Ghost that we may appoint over this business. Do you know what it means for a church of 8,000 to single out seven men? And he said, the seven members, the few will speak. You know what that means? It means those seven brothers, <laughs> even though you speak in tongues, like everybody that was in, their own was excess. When they wake up, it's tongues. When they sleep, it's habitation. When they don't get you, break say, break it, break ta <laughs> Ah, brother. <laughs> yeah, the sun is shining on the right side. The glory of God is upon you. That is, even when they are greeting you, It's tongues. <laughs> They are, everybody can take their food. This one is conducting union rally within church. Everyone knows this brother is what? He's shacked up. He said, look here for seven. So being filled is an activity men can see. Yeah. So when they ask you, are you full of the spirit? No, it's not that. Yes. No. We will see it. A, we will see it. Do you have the spirit? Of course. The answer is yes, because you are born again. But are you filled? You're not always filled. Mm-mm. You are the one that determines whether you are filled or you are not filled. Because what to be filled means be under the influence. Be under the influence. And you are the one that chooses to be and chooses not to be. As I'm speaking to you right now, you are not filled. But I say, be filled with the Spirit. You see? Some of you are not filled. That brother is getting filled. Can you see what I'm saying? That brother is getting filled. Some of us are still looking straight. Your face is still like, you know what some of us are saying? I'm waiting for the Spirit to come. Where did he go? <laughs> He's on your inside. The supply of the Spirit. I have the supply of the Spirit. That Spirit is particular. It's particular to prophecy. It's particular to tongues. particular to interpretation. That's why in that supply, when you want to draw the supply, it's like a hook you throw into to deliver to catch fish. When you throw tongues in, something comes out. There's something in that river of the Spirit that God has supplied. When you throw tongues in, you are fishing for something to come out. So you start with tongues to fish for word of knowledge, you fish for word of wisdom, you fish for visions. Hallelujah. The admission is not too late. The admission is not too late. Payment was made, things were provided. It didn't seem to go through, but something is being worked out in your favor that'll be better than what you planned for yourself. Now, what did I just do? I fished. How did I, I fish? I threw out tongues. Guess what came out? A word of knowledge and a word of wisdom for somebody. I went fishing. So, when you start out fishing, why would you give tongues and interpretation will not follow? They are like Siamese strings. You can't separate them. You can't separate them. Pastor, I only have tongues. I don't have temptation. You are lying. You are lying honestly. <laughs> but you are still lying. Someone is why. Because 120 people, including Mary, the mother of Jesus, Spoke in tongues on the open Pentecost And they what? Interpreted. People heard them. They spoke about the wonderful works of God. Everybody knew they were filled. What were they doing? They were acting on the instruction of Jesus. What did Jesus tell them? Acts eight: You shall receive power. The word receive means you will take hold of power. How would they take hold of power? And they began. What did Jesus say? You will take power. I will supply power. You will take power. So after I supply power, nobody will see the power until you take power. So there is a part of me supplying power. You can't do anything about that. How will do that. But then the taking part, that's your responsibility. So for the days they were waiting, or they were tiring like Jesus said, what were they doing? They were waiting until it dawned upon them that power was present. When it did, they took power. Out of that power, that day, as Peter began to preach, 3,000 souls were saved. He takes power without microphone to speak, and three thousand people will be saved. Did Peter know that will happen? No. He fished in the river with tongues. He came out with salvation of souls. You hear what I said? He spoke, and power was being generated. He wasn't, but as if it was the same. Now, Peter used his own tongues to teach a sermon that was at least two hours long. What you see summarized in like Acts chapter two is a whole sermon that we can break down. It's not a short sermon. Is an explanation. And he being by the right hand of God exalted. We haven't received of the Father the promise of the Holy Ghost. Look at the interplay of words. He being by the right hand of God exalted. We haven't received the gifts of the Holy Ghost. He has shed for this, which you can see here. Yeah? Oh my goodness. He being exalted. We haven't received. He has shed for. It. I don't understand. He's exalted. We received he has shed forth. But he's not here. We are the ones you can see. And as you are manifesting, he's the one manifesting. He being exalted, we haven't received. Or his exaltation is a signal that the Holy Ghost has come. He has come. Is Jesus seated? Is Jesus seated? Is he seated? Do you have the spirit? Do you have the spirit? Has God shed it forth? So if you stand to your feet now, what is God doing? He's pouring out spirit. So the agency by which God pours out spirit is you and it's me. In other words, if you don't yield, no spirit is poured out. You won't see spirit. So when we say the spirit is not poured out, we're saying men have not responded. Okay, that's what we are saying. There's a shout inside you right now. Okay, okay. So, you know, Jesus said, "Hold on." Jesus said, "Tarry until you be endured." Uh-huh. So until you realize, <laughs> there's a shout inside you right now. Then some believers are wending. Eh, they say we should laugh. Beyond they say you should laugh. It's like there's laughter inside you. When Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, well again that dream, there was a mouth filled with what? Laughter. So what do you do? You check your mouth. There's laughter there. What is the problem? Your mind does not yet know. But your mind is going to catch up. And that's why I notice something with believers. When you start schooling them in the things of the spirit, they start expressing. Some of them will tell that way. They're just putting it on. Don't mind them. I said you should come and put you on your own. Yeah. Then they notice something when they start to now stop. She be, you said we are putting it on. Be put put on your own also. See when we're doing tongues, we were doing it by ourselves. We are the ones that started, but the inspiration is of God. We are the ones that laugh, but the inspiration is of God. Because we don't laugh because it's a comedian, we laugh because there's an internal victory. Yeah. The victory that no comedian can give. Uh, That's why our own is not situational or circumstantial; it is forever. If he's seated, he that sits in the heavens. (laughs) (laughs) So when you see a believer that's not laughing, you know the problem. He can't see seated there. Uh, In heaven, I'm in this church. (laughs) We're inside this church now. What is? What are they saying? your eyes of understanding are yet to be what enlightened but those who can
0: see
2: <laughs> <laughs> and then suddenly you stop why are you stopping because you can see a vision that somebody is writing and checking your name ah. <laughs> And then, you know when others have stopped laughing, you just continue. <laughs> you're like, it's okay. you don't see what I see. <laughs> Come and sit down. Come and laugh with me. you see, oh, no, so. And if a person sits with you, you know what you're doing? You're pouring out spirits. Because in your laughter, there's spirit. And all Jesus wants to do, I mean, you will see ahead of time how things are going to be sorted out. Even what is meant to be a defeat. Just like Paul sang, you know it takes a crazy man that is high on something be you are doing the will of God you came to Macedonia to fulfill God's will and then they caught you they beat you black and blue they put you in stocks you must be high on something to be singing in midst of prison you should be complaining and murmuring but at midnight 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 Paul and Silas they pray and they sang praises They prayed and they sang praises. They prayed and they sang praises. Glory to God. Glory to God. Where we come from, we don't laugh for nothing. We don't dance for nothing. When we dance, there's victory. When we dance, there's increase. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm a mobile carrier of the Spirit. When I run, the spirit is running. Glory to God. That's what it means. I'm a mobile carrier of the spirit. When I run, the spirit is running. When I dance, activities are happening. Things are moving all over the place. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'll pour out of my spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sit down for a minute. That's why we don't shout for fun. Paul and Silas prayed. You must be high on something. Your back is bleeding. Men have harassed you and persecuted you. No, you was not high on ganja. There's something greater than ganja. Glory to God. It's a victory that we have in Jesus Christ. When you are high on the most high. Hey! Hey. When you are high on God's faithfulness. Are not going the way you planned it, but you are going the way he planned it. So where you are, something tells you when you should be down and discouraged. Something tells you victory is still here. Victory is still there. Victory Victory is still here. 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 Glory to God. Sibe sibe uluwa dara, hey! Praise God forevermore. Sibe sibe uluwa dara. They prayed and sang, not quiet singing, not mournful singing. They were not murmuring; they were singing. And the prisoners heard them. You know the kind of song and the tone you use that the prisoners could hear you. That's why the prisoner knew. Plus the jailer, they knew that it was Paul and Silas singing that caused the earthquake, they knew. This was God at work through the ministry of angels. Because when earthquakes happen naturally, they are destructive. But this earthquake that happened, only their wristbands and their chains broke. Only the doors of prisons opened. Every life was spared because it came to save men's lives, not to destroy them. And then the prisoner became the jailer. And the jailer became the prisoner. Because the real person in prison was not Paul, it was the jailer. Why was Paul in prison? There is a man who calls himself jailer who is actually a prisoner of the devil. That Paul came into prison to rescue from the kingdom of darkness. Because Paul chose joy. I choose 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 joy. 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 It's victory all the way. It's victory all the way. That's why when you are planning your projects in 2023 and you get your bible and you do small tongues, you get your bible ready. (laughs) Ah, There's a full supply as a full supply as a full supply as a full supply i see increase i see progress i see a new job i see a new job glory to god glory to god you have the spirit i see a new job i see a new contract i see new customers i see them coming i see 2023 I see the month of April. I see a full harvest. I see an account that is full. The glory of God is upon me. You are in 2022, but you have strolled down to 2023. You have seen March, it's glorious. You have seen May, it's beautiful. You have seen June, it's bountiful. You have seen July, it's fruitful. You have seen September, it's full of good things. How can you wait for the year to happen to you when you have the spirit of living God? When you are high or the most high? No, you happen to the year. You tell January, January, I see results of every kind. I see my account overflowing. February, I see you are a month that brings good things my way. And you know what? Speaking is free. And you have the spirit that can help you to speak. You call for January, you call February, you call March, you call May, you call April, you call June. You call the things you see by the Spirit. That's why as you are saying them, you are, ha, ha, ha glory to God. I see this because every time you laugh, it's a fresh baptism of visions. Fresh baptism of your, your eyesight is clearing. In other words, as I rejoice, I'm not seeing the challenges. I'm seeing the victory beyond the challenges. I'm seeing the end from the beginning. I'm seeing supernatural outcomes. That's what I'm seeing. I can't be stranded. I cannot be stranded. I cannot be stranded. I can never be stranded. I can never be stranded. I'm not stuck. I can't be forsaken. I've won already. I'm more than a conqueror. Through him that loved me, in Christ Jesus. That's a glorious package for me. That's a glorious package for me. Glory to God. They began. When will you begin? <laughs> hey. They began. They began. Sit down a minute. Someone is a pastor you doing? I want you to have tangible results that you can point to. While we're having a brand version program, the Spirit of God, 2023 is the year of laying hold of power. It says it's the year of the Spirit and the ingathering. You lay hold of power. You don't wait for me to give you power. You lay hold of power. You take the power and you do things. You polish March, you frame June. You set August in place. You welcome July rejoicing. You are in 2022, but you are already gone to 2023. Every month is producing new fruit for you. It's bearing fruit in this season. You have the mouth, you have the Holy Ghost. So you are setting the course ahead of you. Hallelujah. There is no month where you lack any good thing. You have an abundance of supply. That's why I said earlier that you can see checks being written in your name. can see supplies coming your way you can see this packet for you in abundance hallelujah you can't be stuck you can't be stranded you can never fail you are more than a conqueror to him that has loved you it's victory all the way it's victory all the way it's victory all the way you leap over walls you you leap over walls I saw you leap over walls you leap over walls Every entrance that was pale and that was previously in your way, you leap over it, and you are going beyond every order and difficulty. Things are changing for you. It's a whole new season, it's a whole new season, new songs will be the hallmark of the new season you're stepping to. Come February, the story will have changed. Come February, the story will have changed. The story will have changed. story will have changed. Hand in hand, you walk with him. The celebration is real, it's true, of the things that he has given, the things he's doing, the things that are accompanying you. Ah, a new, a new fragrance, 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 a new fragrance is upon you for good. The hand of God, the hand of God, the hand of God, the hand of God. No more private tears. There's public joy now. Public joy, public joy, public celebrations. They follow you all the way. Public joy follows you all the way. Glory to God. Hallelujah. When the spirit begins to move and the spirit is in expression, all comes there. bratia as to AK, watch out for associations. Watch out for associations. Watch out for invitation. Invitation beyond the circumference of your present operation. It will come. It will come and it will be a new season entirely. It will enter for you a new season. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. You've changed that dress now. You change that dress now. you change that dress now. You change the dress now. In the spirit, you change that dress. I see men coming with shifts in their hand. Oh, thank you for financial increase in this assembly. Oh Ca Gatia, you are not little. You are not small. You are not little. You are not small. You know what I'm talking about. You are not little. You are not small. Never let anyone tell you what the Father has not told you. The Father says you are not little. You are not small. Away! 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 With the counsel of the wicked. You are not little. You are not small. Now let the let the greatness of God find expression through you. Let the greatness of God find expression to you from this time forward. It's time for you to sing a new song. Glory to his name. It's time for you to sing a new song. When I looked at you, I heard it doesn't have to take two years. It doesn't have to take two years. Run. 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 It can start now. 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 Glory to God. When I minister by the Spirit, I don't always know what it means, but I hear very clearly. I hear what I say very clearly. You see, it doesn't have to take two years. You will soon realize fully what it means. Ah, Because speed has been given to your feet. Yeah, speed has been given to your feet. You see, what I said to you by the Spirit just now, invitation will come. A new association that will move you to a higher realm of operation. These are pointers. Ehana Eloru Eliano Yelemari is regular every day a stroke a stroke a stroke. Package is being distributed. Package is being distributed. Packages, packages being distributed by the spirit of grace by the spirit of God. Ye kalu singlo Saturday le kita ako kuteli a stekele elekikoduko A mark is upon you. 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 That sets you apart. That distinguishes you. That sets you apart. That distinguishes you. That sets you apart. That distinguishes you. A mark is upon you. It's a sign of a new season for you. Yes. Yes. March. When so many are groaning, the church assembly will be prosperous. This assembly will be prosperous. No more debts. No more debts. No more debts. No more debts. No In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Glory to your name forever. Have your seat for a minute. They began to speak. They began to speak. No wonder Colossians 3, verse 16 says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. Teaching and admonishing one another. In Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Notice, let the word. That's what allow. Let. That means the more I understand the words of Christ are the words of all that he has accomplished, all that he has done. That means the more I come into an understanding, that is the fountain of spirituals. I can have as many things as I begin to understand. So there are things I'm looking for without. The answer is within. What do I do? I begin to express. Isaiah 12 is fulfilled. In that day, thou shalt say, this is the day you should say. In that day, thou shalt say. Isaiah's understanding, he said, Though you were angry with me, but now your anger is turned away. What was he saying by the Spirit? There was wrath against me, but somebody came in between me and judgment and rot and turned it away. He's talking about Jesus. In that day, you will say, my sins are forgiven. In that day, you will say, there's therefore now no condemnation. In that day, you will, this is what you will say. So there's something consistent with the day. What day? The day that the Spirit has been supplied. There's what to say, there's what not to say. In that day you will say, I'm God's righteousness in Christ Jesus. In that day you will say, being justified by faith, I have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm not justified by my works. I'm not justified by my conduct. I'm justified by faith, therefore I have what? Peace. What does that mean? I have a right to all that the Father has provided. I will no longer look to conduct whether I dotted all the eyes or crossed all the t's, No. Being justified by faith, I have peace. Through our Lord Jesus Christ. My faith is in what he has done. My faith is not in what I do because what he did is bigger than who I am and what I am. What he did has made me who and what I am. So if you want to keep drawing from the fountain, being justified by faith, you have peace. Peace means you are able to draw freely from that fountain never considering yourself or your conduct. That's not when you call them. I've not studied enough. Who studies enough? I've not prayed enough. Who prays enough? There's always room for improvement. Oh, no, no, no. But what do you do? Being justified by faith. That's how you came in. That's how you continue. Being justified by faith. So I remember, So when I feel condemned, being justified by faith. I have peace with God. I no longer have to question His faithfulness. His faithfulness is my justification. Being justified by faith, I have peace with God. True, my Lord Jesus Christ. I don't look at my past. He is my past. He is my present. He is my future. Glory to God. In that day, thou shalt say. Again, it's pointing your attention to how speaking is so crucial to flowing the things of the Spirit. There is a supply of the Spirit that was given to you. That supply finds expression as you begin to say. What do you say? What is consistent with what that supply represents? What does it represent? What Christ has done. I've been quoting from Isaiah chapter 12 before. In that day, thou shalt say. I will not say I don't have a trance. I will not say I don't have psalms. I will not say I don't have hymns. In that day, I will just start out. How does that start out? The way they began. I'll just begin. I will just begin. For the enemy knows that concerning you he has lost. Therefore, he begins to throw a small screen of confusion and discouragement. He brings things from the fact Things that are a figment of his imagination. And he says, can't you see who you are? But who you are is in the mirror of the world. So keep looking at the world. And as you keep looking, the right laughter will come that will silence the enemy. For in that laughter is the victory of the ages, the victory of the one that rose from the dead. And as you laugh, the victory will resound through you. And the enemy will be silenced. And you will see that the demonic harassment will stop and the enemy's mouth will be shot. And then you will begin to see all the Father's goodness around you on every side. And men will come from afar and they will do you good. And they will bless you. As a reminder that it's good and it's mercy and yours forever. Oh, God. That was both the psalm and the prophecy. Came by the spirit of prophecy. Somebody says, how? You just begin. Don't think ahead. Just begin. There is more there than you can possibly exhaust. Just begin. Don't be afraid. How will I say it? Just say it. <laughs> just say it. Just start. Why are you afraid to start? Because the days are ahead, 2023, you will lay hold of power. You will lay hold of power. If you want to traverse that year victorious, you have to keep laying hold. That you laid hold yesterday doesn't mean you won't lay hold today. The theme of next year, 2020 is the year of the Spirit. You have to lay hold. He has given you the resource. Use the resource. Don't be quiet. Don't be silent. Take hold. Lay hold of all that the Father has provided. For there are things on the outside that will respond to things on your inside as you learn to speak the spirit will give you words that will qualify and will bring things within the circumference of your reach so that though the land be seems hard and difficult for you your grand deen will be well watered at all times you will know no hardship for Jehovah himself will water your garden by his grace so learn to speak in that day thou shalt say so don't stop saying because as you say you will move into deeper waters so as you say this then that will come then more will be given for to him that has more shall be given so don't stop saying and don't get discouraged for as you begin to practice on your own, on the inside you will begin to see more and more grace is being measured to you until you become experts in yielding to the supply of the spirit and the supply you have is big enough for you to minister to others and people will come to you for consolation and for comfort. You'll be able to comfort them with the comfort where, with you yourself, you have been comforted of God. Then you have become the Lord's handmaiden and the Lord's servant. Because the Spirit in you is the status of ministry. The Spirit in you is the status of ministry. The Spirit in you is the status of ministry. When we come to church, Every Sunday, if time permits and the leaders in worship, there should be a brother and a sister here that can sing a new song every Sunday. Why? Because there's always new songs in the spirit. Songs that were edify, that will comfort, that will strengthen. It's good for us to sing songs that we know, but there are more songs we don't know that we should sing, so that we can now know them. Yeah, you can sing songs, and it can be every single Sunday. Who told you it's for special meetings? Uh-uh. It's a lifestyle. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Teaching and admonition. So, even the song is a teaching. For when somebody raises a song, it's teaching us. If it's not a teaching, it's not a song. It's a teaching. It's a teaching. There's something about what Christ has done that the song is teaching you. And it's instructing you. That's what the psalm is about. A psalm, which is a spiritual song, is that you are singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And guess what? You are being blessed. Every other saint also has been blessed by the same fountain. So, in that day, thou shalt say, Isaiah chapter 12. Go to verse 2. Glory to God. Behold, God is my salvation. That phrase, God is my salvation, in the original Hebrew, is actually Jesus. Jehovah's salvation. That's the name of Jesus. That's, that phrase, God, that's, that's Jesus' actual name. So if you remove it and change it to, behold, Jesus, so I will trust and not be afraid. So Isaiah saw it ahead. When I behold Jesus, I will trust and not be afraid. For Yah, which is Jesus the Lord, the the one raised from the dead, is my strength. Can't you see Is my son? Because he has become my salvation. salvation. Isaiah saw that Christ raised from the dead. He saw. So God my salvation is actually a short form of saying behold Jesus. When I see him I will trust. I will not be afraid. For he Jesus who is the kurios? My master, the Lord. He is my strength. That is, he is, the, he is the force behind everything I do in the spirit. He is my guarantee that the fountain can never run dry. Look at what he says. He has also become my salvation. Look at the next verse. Therefore, with joy. Therefore, with joy. With joy. You draw what? Water. So, the wells of salvation is the storehouse of what Christ has done for you. The only limitation you have in life is limitation to your understanding of how to draw from that well. There are limitless resources. It's not a title. He's able to save to the uttermost. So it's not a title. He that did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also what freely give us all things? The only limitation. That's why, look at where the joy came from. The joy came from knowing when I see Jesus risen from the dead, I will trust. I will not be afraid. He's become my song. In the singing, with joy, I draw waters. That means no believer is going to have, let me use this here. No believer is going to draw by being morose the way this country is going. She just give me a visit for Canada. Let me be going. This country is terrible. This is how we're going to be. Nobody can survive here. You are speaking against the supply of the Spirit. You are speaking against the supply of the Spirit. You are confessing helplessness when the helper is with you. Uh-huh. I will never leave you nor forsake you. So you can boldly say, The Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. 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 In the world, if you are talking to yourself, you are called a madman. In Christ, when you talk to yourself, you are a wise man. Yes. Learn to talk to yourself. Learn to talk your mind out of depression. Talk your mind out of sadness. He says with joy. So you tell yourself, where is the joy? Is it in my mind or in my spirit? It's in my spirit. What will I do? I will now practice my reality. What am I feeling? I feel discouraged. I feel sad. I just had bad news. What will I practice? I'll practice my reality. What's my reality? I'm a rejoicing spirit. 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 spirit. And then suddenly, Hebrews 1 14 becomes your reality. Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister? For them, we shall be years of salvation. So because you took your place as a son, they take their place as servants. They began to go forth, to sort things out for you. They reorganize things. What was not there, they bring it forth. Connection you didn't have, they call it forth. Somebody says, why? Because you are acting like a son. They have no choice but to act like servants. Are they not all ministering spirits? Are they not civil servants in the employ of God? Where you are a son. So, the key is keep acting like his son, even when you don't feel like you are, because you're feeling not your reality. The word of God is your reality. Yeah. Remember all these instructions I'm giving you for 2023. They're important. I'm preparing your heart. Remember these instructions. I'm preparing your heart for the days ahead. We use what we have. We live the power. We use what we have. There's abundance for you. There's increase for you. There's supernatural project for you. Take your eyes away from the news. Take it away from the tabloids. Take it away from when men are complaining. The next few days left in the year, stay away from strife. Avoid it like a plague. Walk in love. Because instructions will drop like rain. Things you will personally do, they will come your way. The father always speaks to his own. Hey, bastard, God doesn't speak to me. No, 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 no. My sheep, they hear my voice. Yeah. Uh, I believe him more than I believe you. Yeah. If this is my sheep and you are a sheep, then you hear his voice. Yeah. Stop confessing you don't hear. That's where the problem is. Can two walk together? And so, so, and so you have to say, even when you feel like, I hear the voice of the shepherd. Because he said I hear, he knows better than I do. I hear his voice. I hear very clearly. So I know exactly what to do. Yeah. That's why 2023 is a robust year for me. Yeah. It's a glorious year for me. It's a fruitful year for me. From January to December, no single month of lack of failure. I have abundance all the way. New business ideas come. New clients come my way. New opportunities come my way. Hallelujah. 2023 has been a prosperous year. We call those things that be not as
0: good.
2: So you tell yourself, 2023 has been glorious, has been wonderful, from January to December, that's been amazing. The things God has done, the way money came to my account, the way I made progress, the people I met, the associations I now have, the business conducts. Twenty twenty has been so. You are speaking as though it has happened, and God's supply will make it happen. Praise God. The spirit supply is God's investment in you, for you to speak beyond the circumference of men's minds, so that God can do. What only God can do. So that you can move beyond the limitations that men have. That is why God has given you a supply of the spirit. For you to do something with that supply, you begin. So you can touch it to the as begin. You begin. You take the supply, you begin. You start out. You forth. You launch out. You take hold. All trans comes. And it keeps coming. It keeps coming. It doesn't cease. It keeps coming. Practice prophesying. Consistently. We'll do some of that tomorrow. We'll do some of that tomorrow. Usually, in a minute, it's like we don't always have time. I would say, every single one of us will give you a mic. You'll prophesy. Now, listen carefully to something that will happen. If I ever come near you and I give you a mic, listen carefully I will say. If you don't have what to say when I give you a mic, you'll come. If I come to you, I just chose to come to you. When I say I choose, I'm not just choosing. The gift of special faith walking through me will enable you to speak. You will just find utterance at the time I give you the mic. You didn't have it until I gave you the mic. But well, if I give you the mic, it will come. So don't be afraid. The last thing should be why would you be afraid of the most gentle spirit in the universe? Yeah. Why? And you hear know what makes us quit <laughs> Oh, let's see. Oh, let's see. Oh, let's see. It's coming towards me. It's coming towards me. <laughs> the spirit is in you. The spirit is in me. The spirit is in you. Hallelujah. He will speak comfort. He will speak life. He will speak strength through you. God will pour out his spirit through you. Praise God forevermore. Praise God forevermore. He will pour out his spirit through you. That's what he will do. And that's what he's going to do next year. Lift your hands. And thank you. Thank you, Father. We are grateful. We are glad. We are celebrating. Thank you for the new, for the new, for the new, for the new, for the lives, for the souls, for the increase, numerically and spiritually, that has come upon this green church. Thank you for the increase that has come, the multiplication, by the supply of your spirit that has come, a new season they have been ushered into. Thank you for your servant, for the strength you have given him. For the wisdom you have equipped them with thank you for young men and women everywhere that find their place into this enclave, of what you are doing and what you are working thank you thank you like those who are looking for water in the desert land they find the water here they find green grass to lie down in here yes by your angels you are directing them even from the main road yeah those whose hearts are searching you are leading them here you are directing them here it's a new season for this house this nucleus, this culture you have started will spread across the land will spread across the land enclaves cells like this reproduced everywhere you've given your servant a message, you've given a voice you've given a plan now that plan finds expression his belly is full and it's bursting forth with new things souls men, lives getting changed all over the place thank you, thank you for what you are doing thank you for what you are doing Thank you for what you are doing. Thank you for what you are doing. For people come from everywhere, everywhere. This house overflows. This place becomes too small. This place becomes too small. Multiple services are taking place because your grace is flourishing. Your grace is constantly flourishing. Your grace is flourishing of flourishing.
0: From the rising of the sun To the setting of the sea, your name is to be I love from the rising of the sun to the setting of the sea, your name. Yeah, your name, your name, oh, 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 from the rising of the sun, yeah, to the setting of the sea, your name, your name, your name, your name, oh. oh. Ah, 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 ah
2: from the rising of the sun your name. It's your name. Oh, it's your name. Supply of the spirit is in your name. We're so grateful. We're so thankful for all that you are doing, for all that you have done. Oh, we worship. Oh, we bless your name. We bless you. We thank you. Oh, we give you glory. Bless your name.
1: Come on, rejoice one more time. Rejoice! 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 Let the redeemed rejoice! Let the field rejoice! What a joy! Hallelujah! It gets better and better. Stronger and stronger. Again, I see you rising. I see you shining, not just mere words. I see you radiant, filled with glory. So, um, the person whose who's mom is ill and receiving a healing right now, who's the person? Make it quick! Come on, quickly! Come on, quickly! Come on, come on, quickly! Come on, quickly! Come on, quickly! Come
2: One of you, especially, has a fear. Okay, you two, that the mother will pass on. That spirit is broken. In the name of Jesus, she will leave. She will not die. And because you came today, she's healed. She's healed. She's healed. She's healed. She's healed. She's healed. she's healed she's healed she's healed, she's healed, she's healed fear is gone, she's healed the spirit of fear is gone, the enemy lies she's healed power of God, we that where she is she's healed and she's set free from the clutches of death and sickness thank you Jesus that's the end of it that's the end of it we are now
1: rejoice one more time. The power of fear is broken, right? One more time, rejoice again. Rejoice again. For the healings, the miracles. Hallelujah. The prophecies. Rejoice. It is done. It is settled. Give God grace. Give God grace. Give God grace. Give God grace. You've got grace. Yes, better and better and better.
0: We hope you were blessed by that sermon. Cheers to growth and global impact. Feel free to contact us via our social media platform at This Green Church. And do join us every Sunday by 9 a.m. and Wednesday by 6 p.m. to be a part of our family. Remember, you are that savior. You are light and life to your world.